I'm Roger Rosenblatt, and this is Word for Word. The Giant Rat of Sumatra For much of my youth, my passion for words and language centered on lines from movies, movies that I saw on TV or in the theaters. There were certain things said in these films that I cherished, things that I knew I wanted to hear again and again. So I figured out how to do it. I incorporated these movie lines into my life, which is to say, I worked them into normal conversations. Friends would be conducting a perfectly sensible chat, and I would be listening, like a lion in the brush, for an opportunity to slip in a line from, say, Bo Brummel, who's your fat friend? Or double indemnity. There's a widespread feeling that just because a man has a large office, he must be an idiot. Or Palm Beach story, as said by Rudy Valley to Mary Astor. You know, Maud, someone meeting you for the first time not knowing you were cracked might get the wrong impression of you. For that one, of course, one would have to wait to meet someone named Maud. To be sure, this hobby of mine did not make me the ideal social companion. The fat friend line earned me the everlasting resentment of a plumpish boy in high school who was standing beside a friend of mine when I tossed in my movie question, Who's your fat friend? I tried to explain that I was merely quoting Stuart Granger as Beau Brummel when he was miffed with King George III, but the kid seemed uninterested. The lines I chose were never the garden variety, such as Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, or frankly, my dear, and so forth, but rather ones that had a special attraction for me. The other day I heard such a line in a movie called Jack Frost, in which someone who was attempting to rid the world of a large maniacal snowman explained, We tried blowing him up, but it only pissed him off. Were I still in the movie-quoting business, I'd use that line today, though it might be hard to find the right moment. For many years, there were two lines I had never been able to slip into any conversation. The first of these I never did get in. It occurred in Earthquake, one of the disaster movies of the 1970s, in which a man was stalking a young woman to do terrible things to her. One would have thought that an earthquake would have been enough to divert his attention, but he was, as they say, focused. At the height of the quake, the bad guy finally cornered his quarry and was about to jump her when George Kennedy, a cop of course, appeared, threw the attacker to the ground, and shot him dead. Consoling the shaking woman, Kennedy said, I don't know what it is. Earthquakes bring out the worst in some guys. I never did get in that line, perhaps if I'd lived in San Francisco. But the other line, which eventually I did make use of, was much more unusual and exotic, so it presented a much greater challenge. It was spoken by Nigel Bruce as Dr. Watson in one of the Sherlock Holmes movies of the 1940s, when Watson was attempting to impress a couple on a ship who evidently were not familiar with Holmes's exploits. Haven't you ever heard of the giant rat of Sumatra? Watson asked the couple, referring to one of the great detective's most famous cases. Haven't you ever heard of the giant rat of Sumatra? Decades passed and I never came close to a moment when I might work in that line. The degree of difficulty was steep. There were so many elements to the Watson remark. 
if one heard an opening for the rat, there would still be the matter of its size. If the rat and the size were there, one still had to contend with Sumatra. Above these concerns stood the context. In order to make the question really fit a situation, the opening had to allow for an attitude of superior surprise. Haven't you ever heard of the giant rat of Sumatra? Implying who has not. In the late 1970s, I was writing for the Washington Post, and I had all but given up on my quest. In all those intervening years, not a single conversation had come remotely close to offering me my longed-for opportunity. Then one day, some friends and I went out to lunch, and it happened to be the 50th anniversary of the creation of Mickey Mouse. There was some chatter at the table about Mickey, to which I had been paying scant attention, how much he had contributed to American culture, the usual harmless claptrap. Suddenly, one of the guys around the table sat up with a quizzical look and asked, Has there ever been a bigger rodent? First, I smiled. 